Hello, I'm Sarah Gonzalez with the National Grain and Feed Association. Welcome to the Listen with NGFA podcast. Today, we have a discussion with NGFA President and CEO Randy Gordon. After 43 years with the NGFA, Randy is beginning a well-deserved retirement. He's agreed to take some time with me to reflect on his career serving the grain feed and processing industry. Randy, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be with you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for doing this. So first of all, let's just go back to the beginning of your story with NGFA. How, how did you first learn of NGFA and why did you end up working for the association? Well, it, that does go back a long way, Sarah. <laughs> back to 1978, I was actually working at the uh, Agricultural Communications Department in the Extension Service at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And oddly, my the chairman of that department at the time knew the executive vice president of National Grain and Feed at the time. And unfortunately, my predecessor's uh, father, who was also from Nebraska, um, his father had passed away and uh, and uh, Mr. Oliver was looking for another journalist. And he always went to Nebraska for his journalist for some reason and, mm-hmm. a- and asked my uh, uh, boss at, uh, at the University of Nebraska. And the two of them had actually fought together in China during World War II. Uh, uh, which is kind of a fascinating turn too, but uh, he recommended me, and that's the first I'd heard of NGFA. And I, uh, Mr. Oliver, came out to Lincoln, Nebraska, and interviewed me and my wife a couple times, and, or once, I guess, uh, to convince me to come. And I'm sure glad I did. Well, you must have liked it. Uh, you stayed <laughs> stuck around for 43 years. Um, did you ever come close to changing your path away from NGFA or even the grain and feed industry? Um, and if so, what, what kept you here? Well, I think a lot of people probably have second thoughts as they're that early in their career. I came here at the age of 27, and I w- was a journalism, history, and political science graduate at Nebraska. I was actually uh, working at the Ag Communications Department and, and uh, doing freelance work with the Omaha World Herald. So I mm-hmm. had kind of planned on a newspaper career at the time, and my wife was working for the Lincoln newspaper. Um, so we thought, well, we've never been east of St. Louis, and let's give it a shot. And, and uh, we thought, well, we'll spend two or three years in Washington, and like so many other people, uh, ended up yeah. staying for a lifetime. But I think it was really just the, the people in this organization of NGFA and, and the industry uh, members that were just of the highest caliber and the highest ethics and integrity that really, and all the things going on in the grain feed processing industry, um, that really kept me here. And, and I feel still to this day that every day has kind of got new and exciting new information and learnings and uh, uh, new uh, challenges to tackle. So it's been a wonderful career that way. Something I'm curious about is NGFA represents a wide cross-section of agriculture, as you mentioned. And there must be some challenges that come along with having to represent almost every aspect of that supply chain. <laughs> How did you kind of address that? And what are some of those challenges? Well, that's a really good question, Sarah. And I think uh, the model was already put in place uh, by Mr. Oliver and and those that followed him. Uh, but we've got a very vibrant uh, committee system within GFA, and we take a lot of care in developing those committees and the the membership of them. Uh, We've got 17 different committees currently at NGFA, but take a lot of care in in making sure those committees are representative of the industry as a whole, represent the different sectors and sizes of companies, country elevators, uh, 
exporters, uh, processors, millers, feed manufacturers, and so forth, and make sure that we've got a good representation from privately owned as well as cooperative firms. Uh, as our, you know, our association is about 50-50 co-ops and privates. So it really starts at that committee level. And we ask all of our members that serve on committees and on our board and executive committee to really uh, take off their industry hat when, or their company hat when they go into uh, committee meetings and, mm -hmm. and work for what's best for the industry as a whole. And that has worked just remarkably well uh, during uh, my career here and, and in the years that preceded me. Um, we really have had very few major disagreements uh, within the association in terms of major policy issues. Uh, uh, one we had to work through a couple of years ago was, of course, the Section 199A uh, tax mm -hmm. issue, the so-called grain glitch. But again, we worked with our cooperative members as well as our private company members to work at what we thought was an equitable solution and work with the National Council of Farmer Co-ops in Congress to get that situation uh, addressed. So uh, uh, the industry really pulls together as a team, knowing uh, that we've got a big job and uh, to do to provide world, you know, food security for the world and, uh, and for U.S. consumers as well. And so uh, it's been uh, it's been less uh, disruptive than you might think on the surface uh, from having so many different uh, components of the industry in one association. Sure. And so the committees are sort of the bones of the association in a way. They really are. They're, they're the driver. Uh, you know, our board is obviously our governing body and the executive committee. Uh, has that authority when the board is not in session. But the committees are where the work gets done uh, because we've got uh, subject matter expertise uh, from members that volunteer their time and talents uh, to work on in those committees. And, and they're right. the experts that know these issues and how best to address them and working with the staff, uh, which, uh, you know, we've uh, developed a staff that uh, has long had uh, academic disciplines, uh, yourself as a journalist, uh, others with talents in engineering, uh, law, economics, uh, public policy, uh, so that the staff expertise uh, is, is instrumental to making the committees and the association uh, function well, too. But, uh, but the, it's at the committee level where the, where the yeoman's work really gets done. Right. And out of, out of all those missions that those committees cover, I know that one of them that is particularly close to you is the NGFA safety mission. Uh, you you have discussed being active in the associations of research and education efforts in the 80s that helped lead to that dramatic reduction in fire and explosions at grain facilities. Um, so reflecting on that, just how and that safety work continues, as you know. Um, so how would you view NGFA's role in the ag industry overall to make it a safer industry to work in? Well, that, that was one of the things that really appealed to me early on about NGFA was its commitment to workplace safety. And, and I came mm -hmm. on staff right after the horrible winter of 77, 78, where the industry had experienced a series, as you alluded to, of fires and explosions down at the, uh, the Gulf. Uh, uh, and more than 60 people killed uh, over a few weeks' time. And the industry really buttoned down and, and raised about $3.5 million at that time and ultimately pursued about 35 different research projects that found out the causes and ways to really address the explosion challenge. And it was just remarkable progress. Uh, uh, elevator facilities were redesigned to open head houses. There were lots of changes in grain handling operations, uh, monitoring devices on bearings. A lot of that technology came out of that research work. 
but it didn't end there. It, it We doubled down on the education and training side of things, too. And it's been remarkable, the amount of improvement we've seen on that front. And as you allude, uh, uh, we're currently focused extremely heavily on, on trying to prevent Grand Bend engulfments, both in mm-hmm. commercial elevators as well as on the farm. So uh, it we long prided, prided ourselves at NGFA as being a stalwart in uh, advocating workplace safety within our industry and making an attractive place uh, uh, for uh, uh, labor to work. And uh, I think that's uh, been very beneficial to the industry, obviously, in the trends that we're seeing in terms of improved safety. And I also have to give a lot of credit to our foundation at, at National Grain and mm, Feed, yeah. um, that's provided the funding to really make uh, this education and training possible we recently were able to hire about uh, four years ago now a uh, a new person who's totally dedicated jim cyber to developing safety and training materials in conjunction with you and jess and dave fairfield on our staff uh and so we're, we have a really robust library and uh and out, strong outreach on safety and education uh and training yes. efforts and want to keep that going yeah and the foundation is something that you've seen grow in your time here as well it has sarah uh it's it is very uh uh strong right now we obviously always welcome uh industry contributions to the foundation uh not a not a penny of the donations goes to any kind of administrative costs the ngfa Mm -hmm. handles all of that so all the money goes directly into education research uh training uh, efforts and not just on the safety front but we're currently engaged in a new project a research project to uh, look at the whole area of climate change and how uh, good conservation practices on working farmland can contribute to addressing uh, carbon and, and other kinds of improvements in climate uh, and sustainability going forward. So that's really important for the industry and our farmer customers to uh, keep uh, working lands in production. As we, you know, we need those acres in order to feed the world. And uh, uh, it actually is very beneficial, obviously, to be cropping U.S. acres and, and the job creation and economic activity that comes from that uh, versus uh, tearing up more rainforests than Brazil, for instance, which really would devastate, uh, have a mm-hmm. devastating impact on carbon generation. So I have another reflection question for you. <laughs> um, when you think back on, you know, how, how, many, how much things have grown, like the foundation, our safety program, um, when you first joined NGFA, does it is it more, do you, does it strike you how much things have changed since when you first joined our DFA or how familiar that core of the structure of the NGFA quote unquote family feels? What, what makes yeah. the a biggest impression on you, I guess? Well, I think the core of NGFA is still very solid and it was pretty solid, but it's only gotten more of that way. Uh, it, it was solid when I came and it's gotten only more that way. And I think uh, it was really built as kind of a university in a sense with, again, with academic disciplines and training among the staff that was hired, forming committees that had good, solid industry experts that uh, participate in shaping our initiatives and, and policies. Uh, so that core has certainly uh, uh, stayed the same but the uh, and, and grown uh, and strengthened. But I think uh, the amount of change that's coming in this industry and uh, whether you look at the uh, uh, you know, environmental initiatives, uh, sustainability initiatives, uh, the whole importance of trade. Uh, everything seems more magnified right now than ever mm-hmm. before. So 
uh, it's an exciting time to be engaged in this industry and in this association. And uh, uh, it'll be a, a, a fun ride for the, the, the <laughs> next team that comes here. And uh, 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 with Mike Seifert coming on board as our new uh, president and CEO, we, uh, you know, a lot of new challenges and, and, and so forth. Uh, we still have some existing things that we're, we're trying to get done, obviously, on the public policy front. Again, promoting working land conservation programs. We're still tussling a bit with our rail friends uh, on restoring more competition uh, into the rail mm-hmm. sector. Uh, enhancing our infrastructure is going to be huge. Uh, we're very supportive at NGFA of expanding rural broadband, uh, improving our locks and dams uh, to give our our farmers and our industry the chance to be as competitive as they possibly can be. So lots of fun challenges on the on this road to uh, future success. So I'm sure many of our listeners, especially perhaps our next gen group, might be interested in what it takes to lead a national organization like this. And you mentioned that you got started in journalism, and that was kind of the beginning of your journey. But what was one of the most important aspects on your journey to leadership was there once you knew that you wanted to be involved in this industry, did you have a plan that led you to where uh, you wound up? Well, there was a lot of fate involved, I guess, there in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I think that the key was really always keeping your eye open for opportunities uh, for new work. The association could do that would benefit the industry uh, and mm-hmm. its members and, uh, uh, and then being willing to just jump into it, even if you weren't the, the, the expert at the time in working on it. Uh, and my example, I guess, was, was back uh, before uh, we hired uh, the great uh, senior VP, Dave Fairfield, to work in our feed area uh, as senior VP for feed. Our industry kind of came to us and said, you know, we really need NGFA to develop a strong feed program and working with FDA. And I had some dealings with FDA in the past. Uh, uh, in my uh, time with NGFA, but I said, hey, that's kind of an area I'd really like to kind of delve into. And so we did develop back in the early 90s uh, the industry uh, industry association's first uh, feed quality assurance program. And Dave has just taken that to a whole new level of, of professionalism, of course, uh, given his background in the feed industry. But but that's an, an example of just seeing kind of a, a, a void that we had at the time. Um, Mm-hmm. And being willing to kind of just step in, take some risks, and and try to uh, to to try to accomplish something like that. So, uh, but I think it's being always open to grow and accept new challenges, mm-hmm. and and then it just finally evolved into uh, uh, kind of coming uh, in, into fruition in terms of leadership. So both the Community Apprentice and NextGen programs were created during your time at NGFA to involve younger and more diverse uh, people into the fabric of NGFA and to promote their careers in the industry. So what advice would you have for those just now beginning their careers in this industry? Well, Sarah, I think uh, those two programs, were, which really were a vision of our 2012 uh, long-range planning effort, were really instrumental in bringing a lot of younger uh, and more diverse uh, uh, group of folks into the NGFA uh, and involving them in the association. And as you know, in the uh, Committee Apprentice Program, we typically approve between 25 and 30 or so uh, uh, 
persons who uh, are recommended by their bosses to serve on HFA committees and be very much a part of the fabric of those committees and involved in all the dialogues that occur. Uh, the Next Gen program similarly provides uh, uh, future growth opportunities for uh, those that are wanting to pursue a career in our industry uh, and have three to five years or so of experience. So for starters, I'd really encourage uh, uh, members uh, uh, or employees of member companies to uh, let their bosses know that they would like to get involved in the committee apprentice program and see if they could be nominated for that. And on the next gen program, it's really wide open to folks, uh, again, with three to five or so years of experience uh, that want to get involved and network with uh, their peers. And so I would, for starters, encourage uh, folks to get involved in those two uh, aspects of NGFA uh, that we have offered right now. But the other thing I, I would do is really uh, do take part in the conventions and the country elevator conference and the different events uh, that NGFA and other associations that are at our state level, our state grain and feed associations have, learn as much as you can. Uh, uh, there are a lot of great mentors in our industry that are very eager to serve uh, in that capacity. And it's a very sharing industry from that standpoint has been my experience of wanting to uh, help develop the next generation of leaders uh, in our industry. So participate in those meetings, get involved. And and then I think finally, Sarah, I, I suggest that, you know, the people are going to have, as I did, uh, bumps and uh, ups and downs throughout their career. And this is a great industry with a great future, uh, with a very noble purpose. Uh, and I just uh, encourage everyone to stay very persistent. Uh, uh, there'll be times when you question whether that's the right career path and that that's just going to happen, but uh, kind of persevere through that and uh, keep marching forward and uh, you'll be rewarded on the other side of that. So mm -hmm. I think that'd be what I would recommend. That's great. Thank you. Going back to uh, your background as a journalist and your training as a journalist, uh, you certainly use some of that at, at NGFA and you've done a lot of writing during your time here. Is there any particular publication that you've authored that you remember most vividly? Well, I think probably the one that that has the most uh, value to me was uh, when I had a chance to write the the book that commemorated NGFA Centennial back in 1996. And rather yes. than bore everybody with a bunch of facts and figures, we decided to try to spotlight five or six areas of the association uh, uh, that really had a meaningful impact on the industry. Um, uh, defending the marketing system, the free market enterprise, the free enterprise market, open markets philosophy that NGFA has, our arbitration and trade rule system, which is peerless and the oldest in North America, but provides a tremendous service to the industry. Fire and explosion uh, success story was part of that and workplace safety. Uh, we talked uh, a lot, some about transportation in that book, but it kind of highlighted some, spotlighted some areas. But going back in history and looking at some of those uh uh, early minutes of the association, how far this industry had come uh, in its advancement and how NGFA was very instrumental in, in making a lot of that happen uh, was really fascinating for me to do. And I, and I think that's probably the book that, uh, that I wrote that uh, has the, the most meaning to me. Well, this association has been a huge part of your life. How are you feeling about your new chapter. <laughs> well, I'm with a little trepidation, I suppose, as we all would <laughs> at that stage. I'm going to really miss the people, both in industry and, of course, the great staff that we have here right now. I think it's the best staff that I've seen in the 43 years I've been in NGFA uh, across the board. 
and and so it's going to be I'm going to miss the people a lot uh, and miss the challenges. Quite frankly, as I mentioned, it every day still seems very fresh and new to me when I come to work, and I'm excited to always come in. So uh, it'll be an abrupt change, but uh, we've got a uh, our two kids are in the northern in the uh, around the Richmond and, and Williamsburg areas in Virginia. We've got we're blessed to have a couple of grandkids that we want to spend some more time on time with and uh you know there's some mission work and some other things that i just haven't had my wife and i just haven't had time to pursue that uh, uh will be gratifying to do and so uh, we'll see what kind of future opportunities there there are uh, uh but i i i do i will be staying away from meddling in ngfa's <laughs> business because uh it it has great new leadership coming in here I, i'm just going to be an admirer from the cheap seats uh, uh and uh watching what great things happened at NGFA going forward. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. And congratulations. Uh, and thank you for, I'm sure, on behalf of the industry, thank you for all the work you've well, done. Thank you for having me. Great to be with you. All right.